CFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off. Active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next game. Welcome to a longer, wider field. There's Chad Johnson, he's got it! And Ocho Cinco has touched down in Canada! Welcome to the Waggle. I think Nick Dembski just got tipped. Right, thank you, <laughs> he just got a tip from the fans. That's his center to go back to the end zone, isn't it? Welcome to the Rouge. Down the sideline goes Ellingson. He's going to score. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Welcome to Three Down Football. Welcome to the CFL Gambling Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and CFL Jim. That's right. It is the CFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. But Rod Gomez. Rolling solo today. Uh, once again, just uh, rescheduling and reshuffling of the deck. So I am going to be your only host today. And before you shut things off, uh, I promise you, we are still going to cover the CFL action for week 20. Two regular season games left in the season. I can hardly believe that we scream for is it June yet? And yet here we are. On the heels of November, getting ready for playoff football in the Canadian Football League. I'm here to tell you that this season has gone by way too fast, in my opinion. And I know that most of the times when I look forward to June and for Canadian football season to start, by the time it gets to the NFL season, it already feels like it's been a decent amount of time. But this time, maybe it's because of NASCAR and F1 and everything else that I've got going on as well. It just feels like this CFL season is is just gone 20 weeks and we are already all the way through basically the regular season and on to the postseason and yet the east still is up for grabs as far as the last playoff spots concerned um, there's some mathematical possibilities in which the red blacks can make it the argos are trying to lock up home field advantage uh, you know the tie cats are still trying to, to figure out where they're going to fit in. And then, of course, we're also trying to figure out the crossover as well because three teams in the West are basically all but locked into the playoffs. In fact, they're locked into the playoffs. Now they're just jockeying for positions as well. Winnipeg sitting at 14-3 and three right now. BC sitting at 11-5. and five. Calgary at 10-6. and six. Those are the top three teams in the West. And then, of course, you've got the Riders at 6-10. and 10, And the Elks at 4-13. and 13. In the East Division, Toronto up there at 10-6. and six. They're locked into the playoffs. The Alouettes at 8-8. Eight and eight. They're locked into the playoffs. And let me just go on record is saying that having a team in the east over 500 is uh, is nice i know that it happened a couple times already but i know that we've talked a lot well we necessarily made it i've talked a lot but the cfl community at large usually talks about how there's such a huge disparity between the records in the east and of course the records in the west of course you look at what uh, they're looking at in the west 14 wins 11 wins 10 wins where the top team in the East has 10 wins, the next best has eight. So there usually is a drop-off, and we've seen the Red Blacks win the whole thing at eight, nine, and one. So it's not necessarily where you finish, but how you finish in the East that gets you uh, into the into the Grey Cup sometimes. So it is good to see that. Again, Montreal, eight and eight, they're locked into the playoffs as well. But 
Hamilton sitting there at six and ten. They're still trying to figure stuff out. And then Ottawa at four and twelve. There's a just a gigantic outside chance that if they win out these last two games, Hamilton loses these next two games. Uh, there's there's just a lot of you know that meme where that person's trying to figure out all the mathematical equations. Those are the Red Blacks right now. All they know, they have to win the next couple of games. They have to be able to walk away from the field in Weeks 20 and Week 21 as the winner if they want to make the playoffs. So a lot on the line still for a few teams. Uh, obviously, not so much for others. But uh, as we saw last week with Winnipeg resting Zach Kolaros or, or sitting out Kolaros, again, 14-3, and three, they've locked up the, the division, so they know they're hosting the game Will they coast again this week? That's the question of the of the day. Uh, and we have to wait until Saturday, actually, to find out whether or not that comes to pass because it is a four-game slate starting on Friday. It's Friday Night Football, don't you know? At 7 o'clock, so uh, a later start on a Friday on the, on the West Coast, rather. Uh, it is the Ottawa Red Blacks taking on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And then, of course, on the nightcap, it is the BC Lions taking on the Edmonton Elk at Commonwealth in Edmonton. Saturday, we start off at 4 o'clock with the Toronto Argonauts taking on the Montreal Alouettes and then close out the week with the Calgary Stampeders taking on those very Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So many storylines still in play for the rest of the season. Uh, again, as we, we wind down with the Week 20 this week, Week 21 is the next week, and then the semifinals are on us. Two games to decide who moves on to the finals. And, of course, ultimately, the Grey Cup, which happens in November, on November the 20th, on what should be a gigantically freezing cold day in Canada because uh, that's exactly what we want it to be at Mosaic Stadium over there in Saskatchewan. Uh, so a sea of green will still be at the Grey Cup, but will the riders <laughs> cross over and be there as well? I'm thinking no, and we'll talk about exactly why after uh, after a little bit. But again, it's just a matter of now these teams, uh, not that they haven't buckled down already this season, but some of them have a lot of buckling down to do. And, and I'm looking at you, Ottawa, as we go to the Ottawa Red Blacks. Again, in the hammer at Hamilton. They are six and a half point dogs on the road. <sighs> the Red Blacks. You know they're my favorite team. You absolutely know that I love me my Ottawa Red Blacks, but it's hard to cheer when they are four, uh, four losses in their last five games. Their last win came on the road, mind you, in Montreal. They were six-and-a-half-point underdogs there as well, so I don't know if history is going to repeat itself or if we get the Ottawa Red Black team at home that continues to lose. I mean, they haven't, they haven't won a home game in a very long time. It's like 19 games that they've gone on and have not won. I'm sorry, 12 games. Uh, I'm thinking of the Elks. They have the record for the most home games. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, the, the Red Blocks are not too far behind over their double-digit home losses so far going back to last season. Folks at TD Place are getting very, very impatient for a win. Obviously, we know La Police is not there anymore. Uh, and we've seen a spark now, somewhat of a spark out of this team that uh, kept them competitive again in Montreal, not well in Montreal, but of course against Montreal the week before winning 24, 18 only to come back the next week in Montreal to lose 34 to 30, still a spirited game. I mean, there was a, still a lot of, of good football played by the red blacks in that game. It just, it's hard to win 
when you continue to shoot yourself in the foot. So uh, there was a lot of mistakes for the Red Blacks as well in that game, which pretty much cost them the chance uh, to, to come back and win. But still, a four-point loss, it's heartbreaking. Believe me, it is. I, I definitely was not a fan uh, of watching that game transpire because I really did think that the Red Blacks had this. I, I thought for the most part that they were going to be able to uh, hang on and win. But unfortunately, it was not uh, It was not a thing. Arbuckle's looking pretty good lately. I, I'll say that. Um, he had 271 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, more importantly. Bennett Jackson came on like a man on fire for the Red Blacks as well, running the ball, eight carries, 55 yards. I know you probably think that's not, not much, but if you're a Canadian football fan, you know 55 yards for a running back is usually pretty good, considering the fact that William Stanback got nine carries for 34 yards. Walter Fletcher was kind of the man of the hour over there in Montreal, uh, four carries, 30 yards, but he had a 7.5-yard per carry average, which actually, you know, every time he touched the ball, it just seems like he was taken off, which was frustrating for the Red Blacks. Uh, but back to the Red Blacks, Justin Hardy led the receivers, eight catches, 93 yards on 12 targets. Uh, Trayvon Smith, or Tavon Smith, rather, from the Elks, uh, six catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. And then C.O.C. Mariner coming in, making his first start with the Red Blacks, three catches, 53 yards, and an electric touchdown as well. So again, Red Blacks, uh, they had it until they didn't, honestly, and it really it was frustrating for uh, Ottawa fans just knowing that it was it was they could have had it. I feel like they could have had it, but in fact, they did not. So what does that mean for them this week? Well, I mean, look, when we talk about Red Blacks on the road, it's a completely different uh, ball game than Red Blacks on the road. We know they cover, right? We know that they cover on the road. That's basically all they do. Uh, but they're at Hamilton now, and Hamilton really is scratching and clawing their way for a playoff spot. They've actually won. Two, uh, three of their last four, really, if you go back. They beat Winnipeg 48-31 uh, back in sub early September. They, they came back, lost at Montreal 23-16, uh, but then came around and beat Saskatchewan 18-14. And then last week, a thriller against the Stamps, 35-32, obviously covering their, their 7.5-point underdog status. Uh, and that was in Calgary. So you got to think that they're riding the high of being able to go in and beat a West Division opponent especially this late in the year, and especially Calgary. So however it happened, right, they still did it. And so they're going to be leaning on that. They're going to be riding that momentum uh, and, and just basically, uh, I don't know, they're going to be hard to beat. But uh, by the same token, do I think that the Red Blacks are going to cover? Uh, yes, I do, because they cover. They were eight-and-a-half-point underdogs early in July when these guys played last and Ottawa covered, uh, at losing 25-23 to 23 to the Ticats. Now, it was, again, at Hamilton, so definitely I still think they can cover. Uh, I don't know that I want to take them outright because as frustrating as it is to be a, a Red Blacks fan, it's, it's equally as <laughs> troublesome being a Red Blacks better. They are plus 200. You can find them at plus 190, maybe even plus 175 if you're really looking around. Uh, I know the plus 200 is the best number out there if you want to take the Red Blacks because the Ticats number is juiced. I mean, that's point blank. They're six and a half point favorites, and the money line in, is indic indicative of that. Minus 250 is the most I see them. Minus 220. Uh, you can get it as low as 215 if you can, if you can search there. But um, I'm not comfortable enough taking the money line in this game 
only because there is an outside opportunity for the Red Blacks to win another one at home. Obviously, all of their wins, all four of their wins this season have been on the road, so you cannot count these guys out on the road, but you certainly can count them to cover. So go ahead and take that spread at plus six and a half, and if it jumps up a little bit more, definitely take it. If you see it rise and creep maybe above seven, uh, again, last time they were eight and a half point underdogs, so if it even gets that high for sure, Grab that because that's definitely value right there. The over-under on this is set at 49 and a half. Uh, and that's really where I'm seeing it. Everybody's pretty much in lockstep there at 49 and a half. <sighs> that's a tough one. I mean, obviously, we've watched these two teams put up points, right? The last game that these guys played against the Alouettes, the, the Red Blacks, they put up 64 total points. Ca- uh, Calgary and Hamilton combined for 67 combined points. So... I mean, if you're feeling froggy, I talked about the last time that you guys met. It was a 48-point game, at, at uh, and they were over the 44-and-a-half. So, is the Hamilton defense that good enough to keep the Red Blacks at bay? Some would argue Montreal was, uh, but Hamilton at home, I don't know. I, I've seen a pep, at, a pep in the step of the Red Blacks' offense lately, and, and really it's it's been infused because of Arbuckle and the fact that now... They're willing to throw the ball deep, but Paul Lopolis gone. So that opening up of the offense has led to quite a bit more production out of this this Red Blacks team, and you can see it. You know, 24 points may not sound like much when you talk about an offense is concerned, but for the Red Blacks, who had just got done scoring 19, 15, 19 points the, the three games before with some very uninspired offense to score 24 and then turn around and score 30 points in the next game, the trend is up. And I like that. So I think I may take the over on this one. I can see a, a, a 26, uh, 24 game or, you know, maybe even a 30 to 24 game somewhere in that vicinity uh, and, and still have the Red Blacks cover and and uh, and get this over. So give me the over on this. Again, this is the last couple of weeks of the season, which means there's a lot on the line. They got to score. And, and I think both of these teams know they've got to score and score often because, uh, the other one can can come back and score on them even quicker. They've seen it, and they've seen it happen before. So I, I like the over on this again. So if, to wrap up on that, we'll go with the uh, Red Blacks to cover the six-and-a-half-point spread. Stay away from the money line unless you really do want to sprinkle something on Ottawa as an outright and take the underdog points on that one. Uh, but, yeah, don't, don't really bother with the Hamilton uh, money line because, again, there's no guarantee they're going to win even if they're home. And then, of course, take that over 49 and a half come back with the friday night game but let me ask you first are you thinking of joining WinBet? now's the perfect time because new customers who bet a hundred dollars get a one hundred dollar free bet if you're looking to join WinBet's biggest winners club i know you are whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds wise you're going to get a one thousand dollar free bet last week winners of the biggest winner club was a new york better this guy get this he hit a fifteen thousand and sixty six plus one five zero six six parlay on all live money line wagering the guy bet a hundred and ten dollars and forty cents to win sixteen thousand seven hundred and forty three dollars and fifty six set and cents win bet is truly 
Hashtag DGENs only. So much to choose from, and all you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions winbet.com. Must be 21 or older or present. The state will play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Action continues on Friday night. It is the late game. The BC Lions taking on the ever so hapless Edmonton Elks. BC 11 and 5 still. And and listen, if you would have told me when Nathan Rourke went down that BC would stay afloat. Now, I know that they built up themselves a pretty decent lead beforehand, but all anybody had to do in BC was keep the ship right. And between Vernon Adams uh, and between all of what they piecemealed together, that team, they actually kept the ship right. They won every other game. I mean, they, they dropped the first two, but then when they brought Vernon Adams in, it was sort of a, a collective, just hold on to what you can. And, and Vernon Adams has done exactly that. Uh, so again, they, they dropped the first two after Nathan Rourke went down to Sask, to Montreal. But then they beat Calgary. Then they lost to Calgary. They beat Ottawa. And they lost to Toronto. But they beat Winnipeg in their last game uh, on the 15th of this month. They beat Winnipeg 40-32. to 32. Amazing. I mean, they were, under, they were favorites in this game, too. You beat Winnipeg <laughs> as favorites. You're doing something right. So, again, BC, I don't think I gave them a shot to beat Winnipeg at all. Uh, but they did. And, and so now they're in the driver's seat as far as really... Their, their own birth. I mean, they're already in the playoffs, but now they're solidifying a, a shot to play in the semifinals where they want to play. So now what do they do? Now they're, now they're just waiting for Nathan Rourke to come back because Nathan Rourke could come back for the playoffs. That happens. Watch out. I mean, we'll, we'll cover that obviously when we get there, but watch out should that happen. So Edmonton is at home, which kind of makes this analysis very simple. <laughs> Edmonton's not going to win. They have not won a home game. They own, they own not just the Canadian Football League record, not just whatever record. you could, They own the professional football record now. 19 home losses for the Edmonton Elks. Just horrendous. 19 straight. I mean, it, it's just, oh, my goodness. I, I don't even know what to say about these guys anymore. And now, now, Taylor, Taylor Cornelius is out. Yeah, he ruptured a spleen. Uh, so now we're looking at Taylor Cornelius not being a quarterback anymore. So now, uh, we're loading up who at this point, <laughs> right? I mean, you've got, you've got backups, obviously you got Trey Ford. Uh, you even got Kyle Loxley, who is that all purpose athlete that everybody loves to talk about on this. So it's probably going to end up being Trey Ford, but we saw earlier in the season that Trey Ford was ineffective, which is why Taylor Cornelius was starting in the first place. Comedy of errors over there in Edmonton. There is no way they are going to come anywhere near beating this BC Lions football team. <sighs> this number is so juicy too, right? The Elks are seven-point home underdogs. I don't know how many times you see that. I'm not actually sure if it, <laughs> how often it happens in football that you see this kind of a, a spread. But BC is going to cover. I mean, you can get six and a half. In BC's way, right? You can get minus six and a half other places. So I, I would definitely shop around for that because I don't know. I, I still don't want to take seven, even though I'd probably take it up to nine at this point, but maybe not double digits. But still, 
I mean, it's going to be tough for Edmonton to win at home. Edmonton has lost three straight going into this and six of the last seven going back to late August when uh, they beat the Red Blacks uh, on August 19th, 30-12. to 12. And then from then on, they went on to lose six of their last seven. Now, they covered at home against Toronto last week, but that's the Argonauts. This is the Lions. Uh, it's, it's not going to be quite as easy to cover against the Lions as it is the Argos. And honestly, they haven't covered this season. They've, they've faced them in August where they were nine-point underdogs, lost 46-14. to 14. Of course, that was Nathan Work, but still, we've seen some production out of this offense a la the 40-32 to 32 game last week and the 34-19 to 19 against Ottawa a couple of weeks ago. So, And then, of course, the 31-29 to, uh, 31 to 29 game against Calgary. So they can score points. Uh, and then, of course, earlier, earlier in the year, they played BC in June. That was the first game of the season where they just got trounced 59-15. to 15. Obviously, uh, the, the Elks were actually favored, in, or the Lions were favored in that one at minus four. So, again... Definitely not something you want to touch at all if you are a an Elks money line guy or gal. Um, there's there's just no way they're going to cover or they're going to win this game outright. So I, I know I know you probably want to sprinkle some on because you think to yourself, ah, what if? And at plus two fifty, eh, getting two to one, it's not two and a half to one. It's not too bad, I guess, if you wanted to try, but. This is not like Ottawa where there's an actual shot that they win because they're on the road. Elks are at home. They're terrible. <sighs> this, this BC money line is the same as the Hamilton money line. And, and we've seen this all season long, and I'm not quite sure why or how or what, but these, these CFL money lines just get juiced to the point where you almost don't want to play them. And then you want to be a CFL gym aficionado and just parlay the hell out of all of them because – that's about the only way you're going to get plus money out of it. I mean, BC's right now 300 minus 280 minus 290, just, you know, shopping around trying to figure out where to get the best price. You're not going to find one. This is this is almost F1-esque where if you really if you really want to spend the money to make the money back, then by all means go ahead cuz BC is going to end up winning this game. It's just a matter of how much you're willing to put in on the off chance. I mean, anything can happen. Right, we we can't we can we can sit here and look at the stats all day long, but at the end of the day, we know anything can happen, and the Elks could walk away with a win at home, an emotionally charged win over the BC Lions, with the BC Lions really having not too much to play for because they know that they're uh, they're just biding their time till the playoffs, and Nathan Rourke comes back. So I don't know, but that still seems like a very very long shot to me, and something that I don't necessarily want to touch. So stay away from the money line, but definitely. Uh, go ahead and take that BC spread at minus six and a half. I guarantee you that when they win, that's going to hit over under on this one, anywhere from 50 and a half to 49. You can shop around for whatever you feel comfortable with. Uh, but I feel like you should take the, I feel like you should take the over on this one. I say that because Edmonton doesn't necessarily need to put up too much for BC to help cover this, right? I mean, uh, even if you took the scores that they had last week uh, uh, where BC put up 40 against the Lions and uh, the Elks put up 23 against the Argos, I mean, obviously that, that adds up to 63. You get way over that as well. Um, but even still, the last couple of times that they've met, 
the last three times, honestly, if you go back to even last season, it's been over. Uh, so, you know, it was over 52 points even earlier in the year with that 46-14 to 14 win. And then, of course, the 59-15 win, that puts you well over. Uh, but BC Lions beat the Elks in 2021 in November at 43-10. to 10. So the Lions, no stranger to scoring points against the Elks, no matter who is under center. So I would definitely take the over on this one. It is Friday night, again, amped up, under the lights. Uh, just a, a, a statement game for the BC Lions as they head into the playoffs to prove that uh, they can compete with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They're coming off an emotional win against them as well. So definitely something to look out for. Uh, all right, so to recap, go ahead and take that BC Lions minus 6.5 uh, or spread that they got going on. Stay away from the money line. And, of course, go over that 49.5, I think, is, is where I would want to do. Over 49.5. I'll still take over 50.5, but I don't know what it is about that one point that makes me sleep a little better knowing that all it takes is a is a 20, what is it, 24 to 25 score instead of a 25 to 26 score. Um, I don't know what it is, but whatever. You, you can either sleep comfortably, comfortably with me or we can sweat it out together. It's up to you. All right, we're going to come back with a Saturday games when we come back. But before we do, let me tell you about No House Advantage. It's changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play Pick'em Contest versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 or more in cash. Go download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Better up to five player props over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league including the nfl nba mlb pga mma and of course nascar sign up now with promo code sgpn at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores and get a first deposit match up to 25 dollars make sure to check out no house advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play but also where you play and you won't want to miss out on this if you're like me there's a language that you regret not learning. And for me, that's Spanish. Why? Because I, as a little five-year-old me, looked my grandma right in the eye and I said to her, Grandma, I don't need to learn how to speak Spanish. I'll never use it. I don't want to learn. Well, unfortunately, my grandma held that tight for the rest of her life, never taught me Spanish. Now I regret it because I can't learn by myself. But I can, actually, because now I've got Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning whatever that new language is that you didn't learn off of your list. And with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Those other language learning apps, <laughs> they use AI artificial intelligence for their lesson plans. So that's artificially not right. But Babbel lessons were created by over 150 living, breathing human language experts and voiced by actual native speakers, not computers. Their teaching methods have been scientifically proven to be effective. And with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, so many more. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and your accent. So many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes. Plus, comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now... 
Get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Let's move to Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, there is Sunday football every once in a while in the CFL, but not this week. It is Saturday. The last two games of the season, uh, of the week rather, wrap up, and it starts on Saturday at 4 o'clock Pacific with the Toronto Argonauts taking on the Montreal Alouettes. The Argonauts 10-6. and six. The Alouettes 8-8 eight and eight at home coming off a road win against the Ottawa Red Blacks. Highly contested road win, by the way. Uh, it almost looked for a, a split second that the Red Blacks would be able to pull out a home win, ah, but they didn't. Alouettes now actually winning four of their last five games. Their only blemish in that span, of course, was that loss to the Red Blacks on at home, at their home, 24-18. Uh, to 18. Kind of a spirited contest. But if you go back even farther than that, you want to talk about uh, a hot streak. Trevor Harris can get a streak going, and he certainly can. So you want to talk about the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Six out of the last eight, the Alouettes have won. That's a pretty good span of wins right there. Not to be at all ignored is the Alouette streak as well, in which they have won six of their last seven games. Or six of their last eight, too, if you want to go back that. So each of these teams having equal records heading into, uh, especially over the last eight games, rather, that not equal records altogether, but equal records over the last eight games. Look, case in point, they're just in a hot streak, both of these teams. And at the right time, as the Owls are already locked into playoff contention, Toronto is as well, but seeding is up for grabs. Toronto looking for that first seed. If they win, they get it. They lose, there's still a little bit of shuffling that's got to be done for them to be able to try to get it back, but... Uh, they would definitely like to just lock it up this week and be done with it and move on and think about the playoffs in two weeks. So what does this do for you as a better? Well, I'll tell you right now, this is basically a pick em. Toronto is one and a half point favorites against the Owls at home at plus one and a half. Here's the frustrating part about this game. The Owls, like I said, are on a roll. They are definitely a team to be reckoned with right now in the East. Toronto, on the other hand, they're good, and they've been good, and we know they've been good. Obviously, rattling off as many wins as they have, they've got to be good. But this Owls team has a little bit more to play for, I guess, if, if you really wanted to. I mean, I know first place in the division is obviously the biggest prize of them all. But Toronto's just got to win, I think, at least one of these, these next two. Right, So not that they can afford to lose to Montreal. No, you can never afford to lose a game. But the pressing matter is on the Alouettes. And the Alouettes are at home, which gives them, in my opinion, a much more favorable position to stand on than the Toronto Argonauts. Because, again, Montreal, they just got beat by Ottawa at home. There's no way that they want to let Toronto in and let them beat them. Um, and and they, they've won at home against Hamilton twice. They won at home against BC as well before uh, Ottawa handed them, and that was it. That was their first home loss in, in about four or five games. So for Montreal, they want to come. They want to win this road game, or this home game to get to 9-8, and eight, send Toronto to 10-7, and seven. and then, of course, there's still another game left in which 
they can lock this up or make this even interesting um, as they play again next week. So this is a home-and-home, home, right? So if Montreal wins these two, now we're talking about Montreal possibly hosting the East Division uh, playoff game. Again, a lot to play for for Montreal. They've got to win these next two against Toronto to make things interesting. They can start at home. So that, to me, is, is reason enough to get up. But can Trevor Harris get up for that? Really, is what it's all boiled down to. Can he get up for that? Uh, so, for me, I'm going to lean on the Alouettes. I'm going to go ahead and say the Alouettes are going to take this at, uh, at plus one and a half at home. Again, I know it's going to be a very close situation, but I like the Alouette side of this. If you're looking for the money line bets on this, there's about uh, plus 105 for the Alouettes is the best price that I'm seeing. There's plus 100 out there as well. And of course, the Argos are not juiced up on this one. So if you feel this is an Argos win, you can find it at minus 125. You can get it at 120. It's about the lowest that I'm seeing out there. So again, if you like the Argos side of this, you can get it at a decent enough price to where uh, it, it would make sense for you to bet it. So one of the one of the few favorites, in fact, both of these favorites on Saturday are, are ones that you can probably take a bite out of. But this one for sure, if you really feel the Argos are going to beat this and, and, and clinch their first place standing in their home playoff game, then by all means take it. Minus 120, like I said, is the best price out there. But if you're on a Montreal money line person, I think I may be backing that as well at plus 105. Uh, I like that as well. So I'll take Montreal and the one and a half. And then, of course, I'll take the money line for Montreal at plus 105. Over-under here is set at 48.5. You better believe this is going to hit the over. I, I have zero qualms about this hitting the over. I know that the last time they met back in June, this did not reach the over. In fact, it was a 2019 Toronto Argonaut win. But <laughs> here's the thing. These guys have gone absolutely crazy, especially the last couple of games, or even the last game for each of them, where they went over 50.5 and a half, did the Argos and the Elks, and then the Owls and the Red Blacks, 34 to 30. That's the Red Blacks. Like, the Owls and the Red Blacks played to 40, over 48 and a half. They played, they played to 64 points. You don't think that the Argos, coming off of, of a game in which they scored, uh, was it 42 points? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 52 points collectively can't put up a game of over 48 and a half or 47 and a half, depending on where you find it. Yeah, I pretty much think that we're, we're going to see it over here. This is a, a team, both of these teams, Love to showcase their receivers. Uh, you know, Eugene Lewis is just an absolute beast for the uh, for the Alouettes. And then, of course, McLeod Bethel-Thompson just absolutely loves to show off his gigantic arm. So, yeah, you can expect to see a lot of fireworks in this game. And, and I, again, again, this is going to go over. There's just kind of no, no purpose in trying to, to argue the under when this is going to be a fireworks show. So, uh, all right, let's recap that one more time. Go ahead and take uh, Montreal and one and a half. And then, of course, Montreal on the money line. But if you, again, if you feel like this is a Toronto game, you can flip it on the other end. These, these, these lines are not necessarily juiced to where you're going to shy away from either one of them. Obviously, if you're, if you're taking Toronto minus one and a half, you're getting it at about the same price as if you're taking Montreal at one and a half. So if you're dead set on going against me and fading me on this one, which, you know, Half the time isn't a bad idea, but uh, at the same time, it's up to you uh, on either side of it. Uh, they're all priced the same. Money line on this one, obviously, plus 105 for Montreal. 
minus 120, minus 125 on Toronto. See what your books are offering you. And then, of course, I'm taking over 48.5. If you can find 47.5, by all means, take that one as well. I think the lower the better on the over-under here. Uh, just just to hedge yourself and, and give yourself room for the possibility that it doesn't score nearly as high as we're hoping it does. So, again, I like that. All right, we'll come back with Saturday night's game. Well, let's talk to you about Fubo TV. If you watch football, I know you do because you're listening to this show, first of all. So congratulations and thank you. But you need Fubo TV if you do. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. You get over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Go watch on all your devices and never miss an episode or of your favorite show even with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment. You can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. So I'm reading off a ton of stats, right? I'm giving you a ton of lines. I'm giving you a ton of research. I'm, I'm going through and I'm spouting out a whole bunch of knowledge at you. But you know what? I've been able to do that because we now know of a place that you can get all of that in one in one tab open on your computer. Where is that magical place? It's oddstrader.com. Oddstrader is the place to compare odds from all major sports books. Plus, you can compare the different signup codes and promotions from sportsbook to get the best deal possible. App provides you player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It's got a bet tracker too, so you can keep records of all your games and betting activity. You want it all? Handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather, a bet tracker. Find it all right now at oddstrader.com. Oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader. It's the number one site for all of your game day bets. And Oddstrader is telling me that the final game of the weekend of week 20 in the Canadian Football League is the Calgary Stampeder taking on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who will start quarterback Mason Fine in the game. Saskatchewan at home. They are 6-10. and 10. Calgary on the road, they are 10-6. and six. This one, my friends, could be an absolute bloodbath. Uh, even though these stamps are favored at minus 2.5, uh, on the road, the riders are, are 2.5 or 3-point underdogs, depending on where you find it. Whew, this is this is not going to be pretty for the uh, riders. I know we talk a lot about having stuff to play for, and, and Sask basically is still in the mix as far as playoffs are concerned, in the crossover position, depending on what happens in the East. But the Stampeders team is too hot. Jake Mayer's been having this, this team. If you would have told me that uh, Bo Levi Mitchell would be a bystander in the second half of the season and not injured, probably would have told you that you were absolutely nuts. But this is where we're at. <laughs> we are here now. And... It's frustrating for the Stamps, obviously coming off of a loss to Hamilton. Uh, but by and large, this Stamps team has outperformed, I think, a lot of expectations without Bo Levi Mitchell. A lot of that's come from Gadeem Carey. Last week, he got 12 carries, 64 yards. Jake Mayer, 251 yards, two touchdowns. Of course, three costly interceptions, uh, which is, is terrible. But one thing the Stamps have on top of a good running game, is they've always got good receivers. they got Reggie Bagleton, who contributed 7 for 62 uh, last week against Hamilton. 
Uh, and then Jalen Philpot actually had five catches for 56 yards. Not bad. Uh, Devontra's Dukes coming out of nowhere. Four catches, 39 yards, and a touchdown. And then uh, William Langless, two catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown. So, again, these stamps always able to just lean on playmakers year after year after year. It doesn't matter what position it's at. It's not Bo Levi Mitchell. It's Jake Mayer. It's not uh, Rodgers. It's... Uh, Kadeem Carey. It's, you know, these are guys that are just interchangeable, it seems. So at two and a half points, I'm definitely taking Calgary and the points because there's just no way that I think the Stamps are going to get close to covering, even at home. It's been miserable for the Stamps. It doesn't matter where they're at. They've lost their last five in a row. Two to Winnipeg, or three to Winnipeg, rather. So, I mean, it's they're getting beat up by the, the Bombers, and, and that's not fair, I suppose, to, to hold them against it. But they did lose to the Elks. It was a close loss. And they did lose to the Ticats. It was a close loss there as well. Uh, and then you flip it around on its end. Calgary, winners of four of their last six. Uh, they lost to BC in mid-September. And then, of course, that, that last week's loss to the Ticats. But, again, this was a close loss, 35-32. Uh, but they stomped Toronto 29-2 the week before that. They beat BC 25-11 the week before that. Of course, losing 31-29 to BC the week before that. But they beat the Elks 56-28 or and then 26-18 in the prior two weeks to that. So again, this is a Calgary Stampeders team that knows how to beat anybody. Doesn't matter. West, East, they could come probably down and, and beat um, the Washington Commanders. I know, you're laughing, but... Eh, who knows? The, the commanders have uh, Tyler Heineke going, and, and uh, you know, the Stamps have Jake Mayer. So we'll see who wins that matchup. Uh, all right. And you talk about actually the last couple of meetings. They haven't met this season, believe it or not. This will be the first time they've met all season long. Uh, it, it's weird to say that 20 weeks into the season that these guys haven't met. Uh, but they met last time, and the, the Riders won 33 30. But again, you can't really count that because now. The Riders are without Cody Fajardo. Fajardo taking it gracefully, but even still, you know, this is a situation where he lost his, his job to Mason Fine, and we're going to see what they've got. They think they, they, Fine gives them the better shot to win, and they got to do something, right? They got to do something. We lose five straight, you've got to do something, and that's what they're going to do. So again, uh, I'll take the Stamps minus two and a half in this one. Uh, on the money line, again, I talked about it earlier with the Argos. It's not necessarily that juiced up. Stamps either, be, because it's such a close spread. Stamps are at about 145, 150. Shop around for that price. Saskatchewan, not even tempting. But they're plus 130, plus 125 if you really want to go down that route. I'm going to stay away. I, I will actually take the uh, Stamps money line on this one as well. I don't feel like that's too too much of a price to pay for what I feel like is a definite win on this one. The over-under on this one is set at 48.5 or 49.5, wherever you can find it as well. I'm going under on this one. Uh, it's frustrating as as heck to take unders, especially on this, but it's the last game of the weekend. It's, the Riders have not touched an over in a while. A couple of games at least. Winnipeg, they, they got 44 points against Winnipeg combined and then of course the last time they, they touched the field 18-14 against the Ticats nowhere close Calgary again the last game they did get 32-35 but here's the thing man the week before that Argos 29-2 the week before that BC 25-11 so neither one of those were overs Calgary's defense is tough 
And should they jump up to a, a couple of score lead, maybe even a, a, a 20 to, to 7 lead, they're not really going to give that up. They're, especially in the second half, uh, it, it just doesn't, I don't feel like this Riders team has it, especially with Fine under center. I don't think they're going to be able to score too many points. So this is definitely going to be an under for me. So if I'm looking, I'm looking for the 49 and a half. Uh, in fact, you can even find that at plus money. Uh, crazy enough as that seems, there are books out there that has 49 and a half, or I'm sorry, that they over. Never mind. Under 49 and a half, definitely not plus money. Um, but yeah, so for sure, I'm still taking the under. Make sure you shop around for that best line as well for the under 49 and a half. All right, one more time. Calgary, go ahead and take that minus two. Uh, and then, of course, you can bet the money line since it's not necessarily all that juiced up if you can find it at minus 140 um, out there as well. And then take the under for that. All right, that'll wrap up. Wow, uh, a full weekend of week uh, 20 here in the Canadian Football League. We have one more regular season week left. Unbelievable. And then it's playoff time, baby. And then, of course, we're raising the Grey Cup. Hey, thanks for sticking with me for this long. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you uh, didn't really get too disappointed that Jim wasn't here uh, or that I wasn't joined by anybody and that you stuck it through with me. So I appreciate that very much. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in my bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review. Doesn't matter. Whatever I've got, you can find it right there in the link of the bio. Again, follow me on Twitter. Get in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Spring Football Channel available for you as well. And, of course, make sure to subscribe, to rate, to give us that, uh, that five-star rating that we all crave so much and love you for. Once again, thanks for making it through. We'll be back with the DFS episode. It will be just me again, so choose wisely, I suppose. Uh, but we'll be back again for week 21 after that. So enjoy your three downs. Have some fun with some football this weekend. And, of course, let it ride.